Blackhawks podcast powered by ComEd. It's getting easier, easier for your business to switch to electric vehicles. Learn more at ComEd.com slash clean. Clean. It's the only time I have to say that today. Spoiler alert. It's Thursday. Oh, it's <laughs> We're yes. here. It's Greg Boyce and it's Mario Terabasi. We got Greg Braggs the second uh, behind the, <laughs> the second. producing roles here so formal. today. Uh, Jay Zawoski, still on vacation. Did you see his post on Instagram last night? With the, with the stormtroopers? No, no, no. He So I guess he was at, um, uh, I believe it was Magic Kingdom. I don't know if that's any different than... It's one of Disney the World. It's one of the yeah. But uh, let me, let That's me pull like up his the main Instagram Disney here. World Park. He was yes, Magic Kingdom. So he's just strolling through Magic Kingdom last night, and it is empty. Like not a person oh, I there. I read. I read his wife's Facebook. They paid extra to stay after closing. Oh, okay. Like gotcha. they were able to stay from like a. You, okay. They paid extra, and I guess you could. St- it, Park like a little 11, VIP thing, and you get to stay till one in the morning. And basically, they you get it to yourself. Hope said that like they rode every ride they wanted to twice. That's sick. Yeah. Okay. I guess that's, that's much better home. than it being like, why is no one there? Right. <laughs> that's how I read it uh, off his right. Instagram. I was like, uh, guess the whack jobs won after all. <laughs> There's nobody there. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I know the Chiefs and Niners are playing in the Super Bowl again, but we're not. We're not redoing all this 2020 stuff, are we? <laughs> like, yeah. No. I was like, that's a little no, weird. They, they paid extra to stay okay, after closing, gotcha. which I think. Wow. That's well, tempting. that's that's nice to know that Jay's yeah. Jay can be the he's VIP well, at Disney you know, World. That's pretty nice. He's got the the big cash rolling in. That, now we know where all our super chat money is going. Yeah, so it Jay goes could to stay Jay after at all at We got a actually very surprisingly full, fully packed show today with no full. games going on. We're at the All Star break, but there's lots to talk about. Uh, and then we're gonna start by you know we'd feel remiss if we didn't acknowledge the Team Canada. Uh, yeah, scandal that's going on right now. One I mean, of one of the biggest stories in the hockey world. Yeah, wanted I mean, to give it some some oxygen on on our airways. And we've known this has been coming for a long time. Mm-hmm. This is a story that's been in and out of the news for a while. We finally know who the the five accused players are. Four of them are current NHL players and one playing in yep. Europe. Weird how he ran off to Europe, but you know, <laughs> yeah. innocent till proven guilty. But they all have been charged as well. Yeah, we so we're know. talking uh, Carter Hart, Dylan Dubé, uh, Michael McLeod, Cal Foot, uh, Cal Foot, and um, Alex F- uh, Formenton. Formenton, yes, that's correct. Yep. So two Devils, a Calgary Flame, uh, the Philadelphia Flyers starting goalie, uh, um, and then Formenton, former, former Ottawa senator. Ottawa Senator playing in Europe. Um, and of course, the Flames kind of stepped in it, saying originally saying that you know Dubé was taking a leave of absence for the team for mental, mental health, mental reasons. health reasons. And I'm I'm sure having pending uh, sexual assault charges does affect your mental health. But to to, to yeah. mask that, they then claim that we didn't know. Call them bullshit on that. Uh, yeah, nobody I've, believes that. I have whatsoever. a hard time believing that. But I, I, I mean, I don't know. They're they're gonna have to. Uh, kind of explain themselves a little bit further right. well on, on, on our, our next topic they kind of made everybody in calgary look the other way real quick <laughs> <laughs> funny how the timing of those yeah. things happened too but so we know the players now they've all surrendered themselves to london ontario police mm-hmm. uh they're all leave of absences from their team it's going to be interesting what happens there 
we kind of have a better idea of the timeline. They're talking that like this may not go to trial until 2026. Yeah. So you're talking almost two more years of this. And uh, it's going to be a long, lengthy process. And I just, I can't see these guys ever playing in the NHL again at this point. I mean, they're all saying they're innocent. Obviously, there's a lot of evidence that, to the contrary, to be able to bring five guys to trial, Mm -hmm. you have to have a lot of evidence. Supposedly, there's text messages and photos and videos. So if that's the case, that's not good. Those things don't tend to lie. Right. Um, so it's like it's going to be interesting what the players union has to say about this, you know. Um, well, and, and, you know, we have the state of the union of the league coming from Gary Bettman this weekend, uh, being that it is NHL All-Star weekend. He's going to speak to, you know, all the media and stuff. But... Don't expect anything of that because it's Gary Bettman. He is right. a former lawyer. Uh, this is the NHL. If they don't need to say anything or don't want to say anything, they won't. Um, and because it now is all going to be going through the court process, um, the legal process, like they're not going to be able to say anything legally. So, you know, from 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 the NHL standpoint, that's um, there, there's really nothing going to be divulged uh, about it. But once the all-star break is over and everyone goes back to their teams, I think this is where, you know, a situation where, you know, we, we saw the flyers come out and say uh, next to nothing when Carter Hart took, uh, took his leave and, you know, the, the devils and the flames and um, they'll, they'll have to, you know, be talking to local media and everything. So, um, it'll be interesting to see what what is is said uh, about it from the team perspectives. Um, you'd like to think that you know Team Canada, even though they've gone through a lot of changes since all of this uh, has taken place and as the news has developed over the last few years, their whole board of governors is all all different and everything. You'd still like to hear something from Team Canada uh, relatively soon. You'd think um, the London, Ontario Police Department has uh, said that they are going to host a news conference next Monday at 2 p.m. to provide an update related to the sexual assault allegations involving members of the 2018 Canadian World Junior Hockey Team. Uh, So that will be where we'll get probably a lot of the information about what's going to happen moving forward and and where they're at currently in the process. Um, Rick Westhead, as... He always seems to be is on top of uh, this this story. Yeah, he um, covers all the gross stuff. Yeah, so hats off to him. Definitely not not the kind of beat that I would ever want to be on. But he does an, an incredible job. Same as Katie Strang uh, of the Athletic. Uh, so this information just coming from Rick Westhead here regarding the case. Um, this is from the 28th, so earlier this week. It says several criminal lawyers who specialize in. Uh, and I, I just want to say I want to preface this. Um, if any of this. Uh, language or anything is um, going to give anyone issues or anyone trouble. Just want to let you know right now, uh, you can skip ahead in the podcast uh, and we'll be over with this in a few minutes, but just wanted to, to lay it all out here, what these guys are facing. Um, several criminal lawyers who specialize in these uh, types of cases have told me that over the past few days, the they expect former 2020 or 2018 World Juniors players facing prosecution uh, of sexual assault might face charges 
of gang assault and forcible confinement. Uh, if they are if they are charged uh, with that, it comes with a potential maximum sentence of 14 years if convicted. Uh, now we know that they have all been uh, charged formally. This also from Westhead today, just about an hour ago, it says new court documents obtained by TSN Sports confirm that Dylan Dubé, Alex Formenton, Carter Hart, Michael McLeod, and Cal Foote have all been charged with sexual assault. Um, the document repeats the same allegations against each of the four player or each of the five players, but also uh, adds on to Michael McLeod's uh, charges that he is facing an additional charge of sexual assault for quote being a party of the offense. Uh, all players have pled not guilty to the allegations. Uh, again, they uh, they were expect they were um, assigned to uh, turn themselves in earlier this week. Uh, Ontario, London, Ontario police uh, have till I believe that's the fifth. They're going to be uh, their next appearance in front of uh, court will be the fifth, according to documents, and that's when we'll get the press conference. So, um, yeah, and and like you said, like this is a situation where um, what we've what we've heard is that because of the backlog of criminal cases right in in Ontario that is the reason for the delay of potentially waiting two years before this even crazy. Uh, fa- faces the courts so it's that is unfortunate that there's no um, ability for this like high profile case to kind of be um, right moved forward quicker uh, for, for those seeking seeking justice and everything um, but hopefully uh, you know with with the, the way things have gone with the investigation, you know, this was, this was investigated in 2018 when it uh, is alleged to have happened by the London Ontario police department. Uh, and they didn't move forward with it from there. They said there were, really wasn't enough evidence to move forward with everything. Now, a couple of years later, it's brought to light again. Um, you know, we know the, the person that uh, was the victim of this did reach a settlement uh, with hockey Canada, but, when that news came out is or when that happened is basically when the news came out that, Hey, this whole thing happened. So now they've gone in, they've taken a longer investigation. Uh, they've found a lot more, uh, evidence to actually bring charges. Um, so now it's just the, the Canadian legal process of, of how it's going to play out. Yeah. And we'll just have to wait and follow it along. Um, uh, there are two current Blackhawks who were part of that, uh, Team Kenna event in Boris Kachuk and Taylor Radish. They yep. both cooperated fully with the investigation. They are not part of the group attached to this not criminal part, yeah. charges. So, yeah. you know, thankfully that's uh, the case. Um, you know, the uh, the Blackhawks have had enough of these types of things right. over the last the, couple of years. The, the less that we have to pay attention to right. Rick Westhead, usually the better. But this is definitely something that, um, you know, it's even even with, you know, those those two guys um, not being part of the charges, just kind of it's it's not guilty by association, but it is. You know, you're rubbing elbows in that in that yeah, same world, so it is a little it's a, a little, little tough. It's a little icky, but. Yeah. Um, we just wanted to bring light to that, keep everybody updated. It is kind of the biggest story around hockey mm-hmm. right now, and I think we'd feel a little, uh, you know, we don't want to ignore it just because it's a tough subject. Right. Um, and it 
technically doesn't have anything to do with the with the Blackhawks, but we'll just have to let the process hold. That's going to be a long process. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of uh, motions and appeals that oh, happen yeah. between now and there's, that. If it even ever gets to trial, a lot yeah. of times these cases never do. We'll just keep you updated as it goes along and let the the due process happen and then mm-hmm. the le- Canadian legal process take its run its course. And, you know, if these allegations are true, then hopefully justice is served. Absolutely. All right. All right. Got the... There we go. The, uh, the heavy stuff out of the way. So let's talk about... I uh, need to take a shower. What's that? I said I need to take a shower. Yeah, well, yeah it's, it's, like, it's not a fun story. Yeah, yeah for yeah, sure. It's not tough. good. But uh, unfortunately, you know, when you uh, have to talk about the news, you got to talk about the bad things as, yep. long, as well as the good things. Yep. Um, you're in B, Herb. <laughs> uh, yesterday, speaking of the Flames, they found a good way to get people looking in the other direction. They made a huge <laughs> trade. Yeah. Uh, the it. Canucks. And the Calgary Flames, two division rivals, making a big deal. Uh, the Canucks acquire all-star forward, former all-star forward Elias Lindholm, uh, who is a who's been underachieving a bit this year, mm-hmm. but he is a Calgary Flame, and they're kind of all in that same boat. Uh, pending unrestricted free agent, and boy, did they give up a lot to get him. They sure did. Uh, Andre Kuzmenko, who. Blackhawk fans, myself yeah. included, worth eyeballing saying, hey, that could make sense. He got into the news cycle. But uh, they gave up uh, Kuzmenko, uh, their top defensive prospects. Do you know how to pronounce that last name? Because I sure as hell don't. Uh, Bruzewitz, I believe. Bruzewitz. Right? Okay. Hunter Bruzewitz, uh, another pro- uh, prospect. Yoni Yermo, a 2024 first-round draft pick and a conditional fourth-round pick. That is a lot. It's a lot to give up for thirty plus games of Elias Lindholm. But mm-hmm. the Vancouver Canucks are going for it this year. I had a lot of people say, "Well, why didn't the Blackhawks make that trade?" Kuzmenko, Elliot Friedman said, <laughs> "Kuzmenko, maybe the Blackhawks." He was sure. I'm sure Kyle Davidson made a phone call. Yeah. And then when it was told what the asking price, said, "Thanks, but no thanks." And yeah. Quickly right. Hung up the phone. Calgary or the Vancouver Canucks, they're trying to win a Stanley Cup this year. They're looking at what uh, what they have going on right now. You've got so many veteran guys having career years right now. JT Miller is having a ridiculous year. Brock Besser is having a you know Elias Pettersson. You don't know what his future is going to be. All star Thatcher Demko. All star Quinn Hughes. Like yeah, you're having an amazing run. So why not go for it? You don't get these opportunities very often. And in a market like Vancouver that is, you know, never won a cup, uh, you know, they're trying to go for it. Mm -hmm. If the Blackhawks called and tried to get a Kuzmenko, they don't have an Elias Lindholm to give them. No. And you're not going to give up a first-round pick for a guy that's going to be here for a year and a half. No, not worth it. So this is the Flames saying, we're not, you know, Kuzmenko may help them. Mm -hmm. Uh, They got some nice prospects out of it. they, as as it's Mike Levin says uh, in the chat, uh, Jeff Merrick compared uh, Bruce Witz to Adam Fox. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I mean, he's, everybody's going to react to that totally he's the rationally. High, but. He's the highest scoring defenseman in the OHL right now. He's third third in the OHL in points. Like at, to do that as a defenseman is pretty impressive. So, yeah, it's this is this isn't, right. you know, oh, he just happens to be uh, the Canucks top prospect. Like, no. He's like one of the top prospects right. uh, of, and when uh, you have a Quinn Hughes of that class, 
you can yeah you, you have trade him for something yeah and and you brought in Philip Ronick too right for nothing right so yeah you the you have your plan yeah you have so you have some some flexibility defensively there as well and then as uh, Adam mentions in the chat making bum ass offers for Cabo Caco um, Cabo Caco the former number two overall pick yep. of the New York Rangers is supposedly on, on the market on the market again. Rangers are that same ilk of the Canucks. They are going to try and win a Stanley Cup this year. Mm -hmm. So keep in mind, they're going to want more than broken down Tyler Johnson and and Colin Blackwell. Colin Blackwell and a mid round pick. It's going to take you know even though Kako has been uh, underwhelming, super underwhelming. He started the year really well. Like I right. remember, I remember that at the beginning of the year being like, oh, has he kind of like figured it out a little bit? Nope. He hasn't. He's he is a uh, he's he's on the cusp of bust territory, and for for where he was picked, like sure, can he still be a, a fine player? Yeah, I, I don't think you just give up on a twenty two year old guy, twenty three years old, and just say he can't play in the NHL. But to be a second overall pick, you gotta produce right. more than six points in twenty eight games. I think the Rangers are going to try and make a bigger splash. Than Tyler Johnson and Colin Blackwell. Look what they did last year. Mm -hmm. They went out and got Vladimir Tarasenko and Patrick, Patrick Kane. Kane. They're like, yeah, they may still want to get a Tyler Johnson. I know Elliot Freeman has mentioned it. They may want to get a Tyler Johnson, but they may still want both of those kinds of players. Right, but but it's not for. You're gonna have to give up more than that yeah. to get a a Kako, a, a 23 year old who still has the potential of being a pretty good NHL player in the right yeah. situation. I personally. Not interested. Like, I've seen enough of him. I know the Rangers have kind of, you know, screwed his development a little bit. You know, having to play for Gerard Gallant didn't help. <laughs> you know, he was not put in a lot of – early on in his career, he wasn't put in a lot of positions to succeed. Yeah. Coming to the Hawks could help that because he's definitely going to get an expanded role and not a lot of pressure. Play right on the top line there, Absolutely. Bud. And he's not going to be on a lot of pressure to win like there was in New York. Right yeah. off the, right away. Yeah, I, he I've, was thrown in a situation where it was like, you need to be good right now. Yeah. yeah. Like, hey, we, hey, we drafted you number two overall. And, hey, by the way, we just signed Artemi Panarin, and, and we gave Mika Zibanejad yeah. a whole ton of money because we want to win a Stanley Cup, <laughs> go so bring be us, good. Go bring us to the promised yeah, land, Yeah, be kid. good right away. Yeah. There'll be less of that pressure here, mm -hmm. at least in the beginning. I've just seen enough to where I'm not really that interested. If I could get him for just a Colin Blackwell and you a Tyler get him Johnson, for sure. A mid-round pick. If if they're selling him for pennies on the dollar, sure. But yeah, I just don't think they are. Yeah, same thing with with my outlook for Kuzmenko and having that make sense for the Blackhawks. I was like, yeah, if you're giving him up for almost nothing, sure. But if you're if you're paying the price of, hey, he's still recently a second overall pick. You need to still pay second overall pick price. It makes no sense for the Blackhawks to do that. Right. And if I'm not mistaken here, as I stall to pull up uh, the Rangers cap friendly, it's I believe They're right up at Ku uh, not Kuzmenko. I believe Kako is a restricted free agent this summer. So obviously New York would want to move him before before basically getting into a situation where you might lose him for nothing or have to trade his rights for even more pennies on the dollar. Um, but for hypotheticals sake, if the Blackhawks were to bring him in, it's a low commitment because he's on an, ex he's on a quote unquote expiring right. deal. So 
I mean, it again, if it is a if it is a mid-round pick or something like that, or maybe two mid-round picks, like two-thirds or something, Chicago could pay that to roll the dice, see what he does this year, and you have his rights going in the, into, into the summer. I just don't think from what Kyle Davidson has said and from what we're kind of seeing and what we'll talk about later today in, in today's show, uh, there's a lot of pieces already in the system that I think Davidson believes in that I don't think he's going to be too active to have to go and pluck from other teams uh, unless he's completely convinced that whoever the, that player might be is the missing piece. Right. I know people have mentioned, oh, you know, you can get the, the awful contract of Barkley Goodrow and the like, no, I'm good. I'm yeah. good. Like, I don't want, uh, I don't want Goodrow taking up spots from young guys over the next couple of years. Yeah, some some there will be some roster spots that are going to be opened up for prospects, but yeah, I don't I, I I don't think you need to bring in anybody that you don't already have a plan for. Right. You know, yeah. they they've extended Dickinson, they've extended Felino, they've extended Mrazek. Um I I I think Davidson is is really honing in on the guys that he is specifically looking at to play a specific role for this team. So yeah, I, I don't think they're going to be all that active. If they if they do it, fine. We'll you know we'll we'll adjust on the fly to our expectations for the team. But I, I just don't expect that to happen. No, that uh, you know, Goudreau's contract doesn't fit uh, fit the two year window that we're seeing. So right. it just doesn't make a lot of sense for what they're trying to do. I'm sure again, Kyle will call and see what cock, the Kako thing is. And I just mm-hmm. I I don't think the Rangers are going to dangle him out there. A young kid with a lot of c- control still out there, mm-hmm. just to get a depth piece. Yeah, you know they're gonna want to get somebody that actually makes a major difference on their roster. Mm-hmm. But we'll see how that plays out. Um, so we're gonna take a we're gonna pay a couple bills here, and then we're gonna get into our a little prospect update for you. But uh, first, Mario is gonna tell us about our pals over at Foco. Foco. Yeah. Hey. It is, uh, if you want to get decked out in some of the best gear around, you want to deck out your home or your office or your home office or your basement or whatever in some of the best uh, sports memorabilia around, you got to check out our friends over at FOCO. Uh, They have everything you want, hoodies, shoes, uh, posters and signs, bobbleheads, everything in between. Uh, If you're going to a basketball or a hockey game, show off the love with some team-branded I know this is right up Greg's alley. Team branded friendship bracelets. Hey, oh, you want to look just Never as cool as those Swifties? Get a Blackhawks friendship bracelet. Connor Bedard Brent friendship bracelet. If you're not making them yourself, you can, you match, can get them from Foco. Match the uh, CHGO friendship bla- bracelets. Yeah, we got from, those at the beginning uh, of the year. Our, our, I think I believe her name is Allie. Is that right? Ooh, that I gotta, right? I gotta go back and remember that. it. Yeah, I can't uh, remember, but yeah, appreciate those. those. We got those at uh, was it Prospect Camp or Training Camp? Training Camp, I it's Training Camp. Your actual players are. That's right. Prospect <laughs> Camp was there was nothing going on. Whether it's jackets or beachwear or overalls, there is something for fans for every occasion. Uh, and you want to get some of the best uh, bobbleheads out there? Go to Foco. You can check out. We got a bunch of bobbleheads here on set. Uh, a lot of them come from our friends at FOCO, and we're going to be adding some bobbleheads uh, on set here as they have a plethora of Connor Bedard designs that have all sold out yes. very quickly. Can't get them. Uh, but uh, we'll, we'll have at least one. Maybe we'll auction off one of ours for... Maybe we will. 
not for charity, but not for, for us. charity for our, for, <laughs> for, for, us. for pizza money. Yes. Uh, but hey, check out Foco to the draft. <laughs> check out Foco.com uh, or click click the link in the description below. And for all non presale items, you can use the promo code CHGO10, and you're going to get 10 percent off. Oh, and while you're uh, stocking up your home office or your your uh, man cave or she shed with all this great merch from Foco, why don't you upgrade the floors? Yeah. Upgrade it top to bottom. When, we, when you need floors, you need to call our friends at Empire Today, where you get home, shop at home convenience, the right product for your needs, quick and professional installation, and most importantly, a low price guaranteed. Empire Today, they're legends in the Chicagoland area for a reason, because they're the best place to get new flooring. So, of course, they're going to have legions of copycats, but Empire can't be beaten on quality, service, speed, so competitors advertise low quality products that empire simply won't carry empire won't promise the lowest prices because mm. anyone who does is putting flooring in your home that they wouldn't put in theirs and Ooh. that is just shady they keep shopping for floors simple with a curated pro product selection they put a lot of thought and effort and time to get the best products period for your floors plus they have this awesome virtual floor designer it's the best way to see how new floors are going to look in any space it's very easy all you do is just snap a picture of the space you want to put the floors in and you'll instantly see how your new floor selection will look in the room it's it's better than trying to get do the guesswork you'll see exactly how it looks with the lighting and the colors of your decor it's awesome. They also pride themselves on their convenient shop at home service. They help customers shop for floors where they use their floors so they can see exactly what those floors will look like when you get them. Easiest way to make an informed decision. Plus, they service their own warranties. If an issue does arise, all you do is call Empire. They service all their warranties themselves. You don't have to track down a pesky manufacturer's phone number just to find out that that company went out of business 20 years ago. <laughs> Schedule a free in-home estimate company's today. company's been out of business for 20 years. <laughs> all listeners of CHGO can get a $350 off discount. That's a lot of money when you use the promo code CHGO. Restrictions apply. See Empire today at empiretoday.com slash C-H-G-O for all the details. Empire. All right. Yeah. Yes. Good stuff from our Speaking pals. of empire. Yes. The Blackhawks are building, building quite the prospect empire. empire, aren't they? The Kyle Davidson empire. He's going to have the last laugh. <laughs> all you guys that want to get him fired are going to be like, I love him. He's the greatest GM ever. Yep. It'll, be, it'll be nice. Everyone will wear their... Their Nazar and their Moore jerseys and their Bedard jerseys at the parade. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a good time. Can't and wait. Uh, so Mario and I are going to give you some five prospects uh, that we, we've been keeping tabs on. Uh, if you're new to the program, yes. Greg and I, uh, we co-author the Blackhawks Rebuild Report each week uh, during the thick of the season. Uh, it is a diehard only access. Got to uh, be diehard to read it. Uh, article on allchgo.com. So become a diehard and uh, get access to that and so, so, so much more when you become a diehard. Yep. And uh, we just want I just want to give a quick shout out. Uh, 110 new diehards in the month of January. Hell yeah. Like that's a, that's a record for us. Our guy. Welcome. Our guy Braggs has been, uh, been a big part of getting those diehards signed up. And we've started off February with a bang. We got a whole bunch of new. I just want to give a quick shout out to our newest diehards. Jackie, Nico, Aaron, William, Edie. Mick, Larry, and Jim all signed up as of today to be new giant arts. Uh, Cannot confirm or deny if that was Zach Eady. 
yeah. <laughs> well, if it yeah. is, well, you've got to get we to the know bottom of it. who yeah. recruited him. Yeah, yeah um, right. The man in the producer. It, yes. If it is, we get ten free throws along with Edie. If if someone puts in an order for a four extra tall shirt, yeah, uh, is there a free shirt? <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Do you do you have the Hawks show in a nightgown, please? <laughs> <laughs> then we'll know it's him. <laughs> uh, but yeah, sign up to become a diehard, and you can get all this kind of prospect information every week right there on allchgo.com. Yep. And each week uh, we go through the prospects. We split them up. Greg is the connoisseur of the European prospects and the Rockford Icehogs in the AHL. Uh, I take a crack at breaking down the North American-based guys playing in uh, the various Canadian Junior Leagues and then uh, the NCAA and the USHL uh, as well. So we're going to go through some of our uh, prospects that you need to know in the system uh, in our specific areas of expertise. Um, And this is not to say that these are our number ones through five. It's just five that are important five right. guys that you should be paying attention to if you aren't already so me right. first you first you can go first i'll go first all right so uh mr braggs if you have uh the graphic up here we can pull yes, up sir. my five on my list the top prospects that you need to know uh, a lot of these names i think are going to be very familiar to people I've never um, heard of any of these guys <laughs> i should read that you have uh, that thing. you have of course frank nazar oliver moore gavin hayes landon slager and nick lardis those are the five that i'm going to be uh breaking down here real quick um we'll go five to one we'll we'll, we'll make uh we'll make frank nazar the uh the main event here but we'll start out with nick lardis uh a recent draft pick by the blackhawks third round pick 67th Overall, in the uh, most recent 2023 NHL draft, we were there for him being introduced to us. By far the youngest-looking oh, yeah. member of last year's draft class. I literally thought it was somebody's 11-year-old child sitting at the podium. Yeah, well, he he was 17. Yeah. <laughs> he was a very he, young, he very young sh- guy. He definitely had never used a razor yet yeah. in his life. <laughs> it was it was definitely like seeing him feel see, so old. seeing him walk up to the podium I was like the only reason I know who that is when we posted the video. I was like the only reason I know who that is because I was in the building when they said his name. Otherwise I would not have yeah. known. I would not have known a thing about him. But since the Blackhawks have drafted him, Nick Lardis has made himself quite uh, the prospect to keep an eye out for. He loves scoring goals. I don't know if I have met an 18-year-old kid other than Connor Bedard that loves scoring goals more than Nick Lardis. He has 29 goals in 37 games this season, 50 points on the year. Uh, he is in his third full season in the OHL. Uh, this is his second season with the uh, now Brantford Bulldogs, used to be the Hamilton Bulldogs, former stomping grounds of McKinley Entwistle. Uh, but he's with the Brantford Bulldogs. He spent uh, half of last season with them as well in Hamilton before they relocated and was originally a part of the Peterborough Peets organization. He had 37 goals and 65 points in a nice amount of games last season uh, between those two teams. So he was on pace to smash his goal scoring and his point records uh, from last year, both which would have been career highs, but he is currently out uh, as the team is calling it indefinitely with an upper body injury. I did hear that it might be a a wrist issue. I don't know if it's going to be the end of his OHL season or if he'll be able to come back before the end of the year, uh, potentially playing in the postseason uh, for Brantford there. But he turns, like you said, he's a very young kid, turns 19 in July. Uh, so he's a guy that, you know, he's not the biggest guy, but he is in that mold of 
an energy guy, speed guy, has a great shot. You can you can see by the uh, goal totals, 37 in his draft year. Very impressive. Uh, again, 29 this season in 37 games. Uh, so he was on a, a, at least a 40-goal pace. Um, and as far as kind of looking out to, to his future, he's a couple years down the road, obviously, turning 19 in July. Uh, but as far as like being on the, on the bigger stages where he kind of fits in, um, to like, let's say team Canada at this year's world juniors, um, our friend of the program, Scott Wheeler, uh, he was looking ahead to 2025 for team Canada at the world juniors. He had Nick Lardis, uh, penciled into a third line role on the, uh, 2025 roster. So obviously that's a year out, a lot of time in between now and then. But for someone like that who, you know, we value his uh, his uh, analytical eye, eye <laughs> on uh, prospects, uh, he already had him in the mix there. So that's that's a good uh, a good sign there. I like Nick Lardis. I think he's going to be a lot of fun to he's keep, keep tabs on. He's definitely an exciting young player. Uh, you know, obviously he's going to need to drink. Uh, he's going to need to put... Put some pounds he's gonna on. Need, he's going to need to hang out. He's going to need to intern here for a summer. Yeah. And we'll get him nice yeah. and fattened ne- up. Next prospect uh, camp. <laughs> hang out. We'll get some beefs and some pizza. But he's he's got a shot that you can't teach, man. Yeah. It's, uh, he could be an exciting young player, but yeah, as you said, a couple years away before we can really start considering him here in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, a guy that we don't have to wait too long to uh, consider here in Chicago, though, is the number four guy here on my list, Landon Slager. Number th- no, another third-round pick uh, of the Blackhawks, but of a former GM. He was 79th overall in 2020, currently a senior and captain at uh, the University of Notre Dame. Uh, he has had a fantastic bounce-back year this year as a senior uh, from his last Season in uh, his junior year. Last year, seven goals, 13 points in 35 games. A tremendously underperforming season, but he was battling through a lot of injuries last year. This year, he's already surpassed his goal and point totals from last year. 16 goals, 25 points in 26 games. He is one point off of tying his career high uh, at the NCAA level in points, and he has already set his career high uh, in goals this season as a senior. Again, serving as captain at Notre Dame, uh, going. I know a lot of people were a little, you know, uneasy. Hey, Slaggart's going back for his fourth year. Sometimes when we see college prospects go back for that fourth year, it means when that season is over, the rights might expire. Right. You know, you know, questions about whether or not they're going to join the organization. For Slaggart, I never worried about that because the reason for him to come back for a senior year was very easy to very easy to understand his dad's one of the one of the main coaches at Notre Dame his younger brother Carter is playing there he played with his older brother Graham uh in his first two years of being at Notre Dame so to, it's it's a family affair with with the Slaggerts uh and in, in South Bend so it made a lot of sense for him to come back be captain play for his dad play with his brother again like that all that all made sense, and he has himself said he wanted to go back and prove that he was a better player than he showed in his junior season. Uh, he turns 22 in June, uh, and just recently, if you uh, if you missed it, with the Chicago Sun Times, Ben Pope had a chance to speak with Slaggart. Uh, here's a quote from Slaggart about his. Uh, future with the organization. He says, quote, I'm definitely hoping to sign with the Hawks. Seems like the right organization for me for a number of reasons. I feel comfortable with all of the people who have helped me so far. It also feels like the right opportunity and the right spot. I'm excited to see what's in the cards there. Makes a lot of sense. Yep. A lot of spots open 
Uh, I think Slager will uh, be with the team at the end of this NHL season because I believe Notre Dame season will end probably in March. Uh, so he'll have a few weeks uh, to come here, make his NHL debut, sign his ELC, burn that first year, and then go to Rockford for yep. a few games. Jay and I uh, went to the Michigan-Notre Dame game uh, early December, talked to him after the game. Uh, definitely a kid that will go between the dots, take a few bumps and bruises to get the puck in the net. Uh, and, and when we talked to him as well, he's, he you know sounded very confident that he's – uh, sticking with the Hawks, and uh, you know a lot of co- you know Eric Condra is part of the mm-hmm. Hawks uh, staff, and he's a Notre Dame guy too. So I'm sure constant they were, contact. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Slagger, um, you know, a, a comp for Slagger. You know, he, he's look at him to be like your your fourth line type of uh, of score. Um, I wouldn't put him up there as like a Dave Bolin. I don't think he has that rat energy that Bowen had. He's definitely uh, got, but he's, he's got an edge to his game. Yeah. He'll play physical. Um, but you know, um, you know, I, I, I would I like to think he'll be a smarter Andrew Shaw, maybe a less offensively gifted Brandon Hagel. There you go. Push yeah. those two, two things together. You might have Landon Slager. And I think that would be wonderful. If that's, if that's his ceiling. That's great. Yeah. Uh, you'll take, take that, it. take that anytime. Uh, next guy I have here is Gavin Hayes, another third-round pick uh, in 2022, 66th overall, also in his third full season in the OHL. He was part of the Team USA World Juniors gold medal team. Uh, him, Oliver Moore, Frank Nazar, and Sam Renzel were all gold medalists this last year at the World Juniors. Hayes had two assists at that tournament, uh, played a, a lower-level role for Team USA because of how talented it was. Um, but when you have a guy who has the ability to put up 40 goals in the OHL playing on your fourth line, you have a pretty talented team. So uh, Hayes is on pace again for uh, a 40-goal season in the OHL. He has 27 goals and 51 points in 35 games this season. Um, recently was traded to the Salt St. Marie Greyhounds from the Flint Firebirds, where he finished his career in Flint as the second all-time leader in points uh, in the team history. So that's pretty impressive. He's already signed his ELC, uh, and he was with Rockford at the end of last year on an ATO. Didn't get in in any games, though. Um, But he was around, turns 20 in May. I believe he will uh, turn pro at the end of the OHL season and join Rockford if if he... uh the seasons line up if he makes a deep run with with uh, the Greyhounds which it looks like they're a very talented team they might have a long postseason ahead of them uh, maybe the timeline doesn't line up but I think for sure this is his last year in junior he'll be a pro next year yeah uh, see that that Sault Ste. Marie uh, team is pretty pretty talented and, yeah. and he's been and his brother's there too yeah that's, that's kind of cool yeah. got to play either your hometown or, for, or with, with your, your family yep. yes um, <laughs> those are the two rules we don't we're, we don't we didn't write it we just stick to it but yeah i'll be interested to see how far they go in the ohl uh run if we're going to get to see him you know at all in rockford could be like one of those things like we saw last year with Allen and and a couple other players where yeah. they were there colton doc but they were just there to like practice with the team during Hang the playoffs. And yeah, get used get, get used that. to the surroundings. Yeah. yeah, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, and then uh, the last two here, two college kids again, uh, both part of that Team USA gold medal team. Oliver Moore, first round pick in 2023. The other first round pick in 2023. Uh, he's a freshman at the University of Minnesota. Who's the first one? I don't remember. Uh, Bednard. Oh yeah, Conrad Bednard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a true freshman at the University of Minnesota. 
uh, turned 19 just last week, so delayed happy birthday to Oliver Moore. Six goals, 25 points in 26 games this season as a freshman. He had one goal and two assists at the World Juniors. He was uh, started the tournament at the World Juniors as the 13th forward in the U.S. lineup, and by the time they were playing in the gold medal game, he was on the top line uh, with uh, Minnesota teammate Jimmy Snuggerud, and he was really having a, a, a big effect on that line and, and for Team USA in the uh, in the medal round. So his game is speed, 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 speed. Like if if you want the fastest guy out of the prospect system, it's easily Oliver Moore, um, and that has created a lot of chances for him this season. His goal scoring has been down, but his shooting percentage, like he's, it's not for a lack of trying. Like right. with the Blackhawks, they don't have a lot of shots, not a lot of goals. Oliver Moore just has a low shooting percentage, and he's turning it around this last week. He had he had three goals in a two game set for Minnesota, so hopefully that opens some floodgates for him. Uh, third, or uh, sorry, fourth on the team in scoring as a true freshman. So impressive uh, first NCAA year for Oliver Moore this year with the uh, Golden Gophers. He'll likely go back next year again, and then uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk about his timeline after a second year in college. Sounds right. I mean, there was a reason Kyle Davison was trying to trade up to get yeah. him, and then he fell in his lap at 19 and was super excited. If you saw the Every, uh, every Shift mm-hmm. episode from the draft, he was just so pumped, and there's a reason for that. The kid... He's got a motor on him. He's got yeah. some skill. He's going to be uh, he's going to be an exciting prospect to watch over the next couple of years. And finally, Frank Nazar, sophomore at the University of Michigan, 2022 first round pick, 13th overall, part of the three first round picks that the Blackhawks made in that draft class. Uh, he missed pretty much the meat of his freshman year at uh, at Michigan. Only got into 13 games last year. Uh, he had seven points. He, uh, if, if you'll recall, was uh, hurt at some point during the summer of 2022. Um, played through Blackhawks camp, played through Team USA's camp, and then got to Michigan, and they were like, you need surgery. So that was a really big bummer for him. But he has uh, stormed back this year in his sophomore year. 13 goals, 32 points in 24 games at Michigan. He is currently two points back of the team lead held by Rucker McGordy wonderful name uh third on the team in scoring he had eight assists at the world juniors uh those accounted for all eight of his points turns turned 20 uh in january at the tournament um and he is i think by all accounts going to be making his nhl debut depending on the end of michigan season by the end of this nhl season i i really think the blackhawks believe he's he's ready to go if you you guys talk to him yeah. Uh, when when he went to the game in Notre Dame back in December, I think he's a very confident guy. He's very confident in himself. I think if if you were to ask him, I think he'd say he's pretty much ready to go. Um, I, I I think he makes his NHL debut at the end of this this season. Probably gets maybe that that Vlasic uh, Kaiser kind of treatment where it's like let's try you in the NHL. If it doesn't really work out, no problems. We'll send you down to Rockford and make make sure you're. Uh, you got your game going there, and then we'll see you again real soon uh, next season. So, I, I really have the if 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 it wasn't Connor Bedard, I think Frank Nazar by a lot of accounts would be looked at as the top prospect. This was from Frank Saravalli of the Daily Faceoff prior to the World Junior Championship gold medal game. He said, "I was talking to someone in Chicago, and I said, what if Connor Bedard wasn't there? Who would be the Blackhawks All Star representative this year?" 
you'd have a field day trying to pick that. But the answer, and maybe the correct one, was Frank Nazar. I doubt he'd be playing there, but still, nonetheless, speaks to how well he has played at this tournament that he would even be on the radar. Yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens. Maybe a few NHL games at the end of this season. And then uh, training camp. You know, I, I would think they'd want to get him some rock for time. But Spot's if he, probably open for him at training but camp. But if he... If he makes it impossible for him, he may not ever play a game in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. We'll see. Um, definitely a player to be excited about. Before we take a break and get to my prospects from Europe, I want to address uh, our guy Lebowski5 uh, making false accusations uh, in the chat. <laughs> uh, just about the Dave Bolin. I do not hate Dave Bolin. Uh, Dave Bolin Dave is Bolin? one of my all-time favorite <laughs> Blackhawks. I have a Dave Bolin Winter Classic, original Winter Classic jersey in my closet somewhere. Um, but in in uh, regards to the Slaggart I don't think Slaggart's nearly as good as Bolin. That's what that was oh, what okay. I was trying to say. Like no, I don't I'm not putting him in the same level as a Dave Bolin. That's why I meant like he doesn't have that that edge that Bolin played with and and Bolin was a, an amazing junior player yeah. that that figured it out pretty early on that like I'm not going to be able to do that this level. Yeah. So I got to do something different. He he, um, twe- he tweaked his game kind of like down a notch right. offensively to be more effective, whereas I think Slager to be the most effective will have his tweak his game up yeah. a little bit. So that that when when I was asked if that was I don't think Slager is in the same category as a Dave Bolin. If he gets to that point, that's, that's wonderful, amazing. Yeah. But no, I I hold I hold Dave Bolin on a on a pedestal. <laughs> I just want to make that clear. There you go. All right. Also, uh, make us making things clear. Uh, is is our love of bacon, right? Yeah, there's no question in the love of bacon. I on love the, Dave on this, Bolin and I love bacon. On this podcast and in this company, Charlie the Bacon Guy, that is our bacon hookup. He is based out of Woodridge, Illinois, and makes craft bacon and bacon jams in over 35 flavors. The bacon and bacon jams are all naturally cured, preservative-free products. There aren't any ingredients in Charlie's bacon that he cannot himself pronounce. And unlike most store-bought bacon, that's kind of what you're, what you're gonna get. Bacon's good all around, you know. But just if you want the just best the stuff, if you want the best stuff, stuff in your bacon, you're gonna get it from Charlie. It's vacuum sealed and freezes perfectly. Bacon lasts in the package up to 60 days in the fridge. One week after the seal is broken, if you're one of those people who doesn't finish their package of bacon all in eat, one city. Who doesn't eat bacon at a pound at a time? I don't know. Weirdos. That's who. It also Weirdos. lasts nine months in the freezer. Nine and the bacon, bacon jam lasts up to uh, 90 days in the fridge and one year in the freezer. If you have bacon jam in your freezer for one year untouched. I, bacon I, jam I, doesn't last 90 seconds in my house. I question your commitment to bacon jam. Yeah, or you've got a really overpacked freezer and you forgot <laughs> yeah, it's there. Or you bought You need bulk. to clean out your yeah. freezer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some of the fav- favorite flavors of the bacon include maple pepper, rosemary, chorizo, French toast, jardinier, uh, ranch, Old Bay, and Korean barbecue. Bacon jam flavors come in original, spicy, and bourbon. So starting right now, you can save 10% mm, on your orders. Bacon at charliethebaconguy.com. When you use the code CHGO at checkout, you can pick it up. It's the most efficient way. He'll deliver it to you, meet you halfway, or ship it. And it makes bacon. He makes the bacon so that you can bring it home. Charlie the Bacon Guy, delicious bacon. Yes. Never going to, never going, gone wrong, never going to go wrong, never going to give you up. 
All right. Thank you. Thank you. Mario <laughs> I, I, that's not in the read. No, I, actually I like that. Good information. Yeah. So if you're eating a whole bunch of, of Charlie's delicious bacon, you get some bacon grease down the front of your favorite shirt. You got to go visit our new friends yeah. at CD One Price Cleaners. Get it cleaned up. They're going to take care of all of your bacon grease stained garments, <laughs> all for the same price. Customers can save over 30% on their dry cleaning bill by switching to CD One Price Cleaners. Other cleaners charge a different price for every garment type. Plus, they have upcharges, and you may pay a different price each time you visit. At CD One Price Cleaners, they charge just one price for any garment. It's right there in the name. Yep, even your favorite sports jersey. If they're dry cleanable, I got yelled at for this the other day. <laughs> it's going to be the same low price. CD One Price Cleaners has your orders ready the same same or the next day. Other cleaners could take two to four days to have your garments ready. You don't have to wait. You pay one low price. I don't see any downside to this. No. Plus, they're going to send you a text alert when it's ready. You don't have to walk in wondering if it's done or not. They'll text you, hey, come get your favorite dry clean sports jersey that no longer has bacon grease stain in it. <laughs> they got a wide variety of services to offer you. Dry cleaning, wash and fold laundry, blankets and comforters, tailoring and alterations, leather cleaning, and area rug cleaning. Anything you can put a bacon grease spot on, they can get it out for you. <laughs> Visit chgo.cd1 that's the word one, spell it out O-N-E dot com once there, you can pick from an in-store coupon or, or online pickup and delivery coupon options. Once again, it's chgo.cdone.com. Yes. All right. Shall we get to the Europeans? Yes, let's try our Europeans. I decided to just talk about five of the European prospects. Uh, these aren't necessarily the biggest, the best prospects in the system, but it's a lot easier to find information on the guys playing in Rockford. Yes. There's highlights and interviews and articles all over the place. It's a little harder to get information on the guys over in uh, Europe. So these are the five guys I'm going to quickly uh, go over for you today. Uh, we have uh, a couple of uh, Russian prospects, Ilya Safanov, Roman Kansarov, uh, and then in uh, Sweden, we have Victor Schornberg, uh, Yuri Feltzman, who's playing in Switzerland right now, and Yanni Peltonen, uh, a young defenseman in Finland. I'm going to start with uh, Peltonen. He was the uh, seventh round pick of this last draft, the last pick for the Blackhawks, 195th overall. Uh, he's currently playing in the uh, under-20 league for Karpat in Finland. He's had an uptick in offense production this year. He's got five goals and 14 points in 37 games and a plus-15 rating. Uh, he's a left-handed shot defenseman, 6'3", 185 pounds, so he fits... Uh, he fits that that mold of the Hawks. Um, big body, good skater. He has a long reach that helps kind of his defensive flaws. As I mentioned, he he checks a lot of black uh, a lot of checks. He checks a lot of boxes. Excuse me. In the Kyle Davidson, uh, are you a Blackhawk checklist? <laughs> uh, he's got two more seasons of con uh, contract there, but he's only eighteen. That's this is a guy fun. that um, you know. A long-term project. I don't know if he has an NHL future ahead project of him, pick, yeah. but he's going to be in Finland for at least two more years before you even think about bringing him over to Rockford. At that point, he'll only be 20, 21 years old, so he may even stay there even longer. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like a lot of a lot of those European prospects, especially defensemen, 
they get like four or five seasons yeah. after being drafted. Yeah. So, I mean, I have no idea. I, I can't project if, if he's got a long-term NHL future, but he has been an intriguing prospect. He's played real well uh, in the U-20 league there. Um, and he's even, he's dressed for, uh, he's been called up to uh, Liga, the mm-hmm. top league but hasn't gotten into a game yet it's really weird like i don't know how they do it uh, i can't really get an explanation he's listed as having two games played for the for the top tier team but when you look up at those game logs it's zero ice time so i don't know if it's he like probably an extra. was probably was dressed as an extra yeah. and then sat the entire game so he's still looking to get on the ice but again 18 long-term prospect but definitely a kid uh to keep um, keep an eye on over the next couple of years. Uh, from there, we're going to go to Swiss, uh, Switzerland, another um, prospect from this past Yuri. draft. Uh, Yuri Feltzman, I hope I'm, I'm butchering so many names with the European. Feltzman, I believe it was. I, well, when, I, when I did the official pronunciation on Elite Prospects, they pronounced it Feltzman. Feltzman? Like the C is a Z. Oh, okay. So, gotcha. yeah. All right. Well, when we get Yuri uh, this summer, we'll ask him. But he was a third-round pick this last year. This is a guy that the Hawks are lacking. Big. Mm-hmm. Six foot four, almost 200 pounds at 18. Plays center. Um, he's played all three levels of the Swiss League this year. He's had his best success at the uh, U20 level where he's got seven goals, 18 points in 20 games. I believe to start the year he had, um, he had like 15 points in his first 14 games. He's played 13 games in the Swiss league, which is like their equivalent to the AHL mm-hmm. where he's got uh, two goals and four points. Uh, uh, sorry, two points in four. Yeah. Two goals, four points in 13 games. He's also got one assist in five national league games, the top tier pro league. So he's bounced around all three leagues. When you're six foot four and you play center, you're going to get a look all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, big center, solid skater for his size. Uh, the Blackhawks kind of see him as a, as a future bottom six center uh, that has some size and some good hockey IQ down the middle. That's what they lack. Um, you know, Switzerland is a, one of those programs that can surprise a team at the World Junior. Don't be surprised if he's makes that team next year. That'd be fun. Uh, be fun to see him. Even uh, Peltonen might have an outside shot. Finland, though, likes to use older players. Yeah. So it might be two years before he gets to that point. But definitely someone to keep an eye on. I, I, we saw a little bit of, of him. He was at training camp this year. Um, I think he even got into a game, if I'm not I think mistaken. he played at least one preseason yeah, game. Yeah, so uh, the Hawks are high on him, and uh, we'll, we'll see We'll see what happens. Um, yeah, the, the the two guys here on, on your list that I think fit what the Blackhawks are lacking, one of them is, uh, is Feltzman, and the, and the other is uh, Ilya Stefanov, who you get to. Yeah, yep. Uh, foreshadowing. Uh, <laughs> let's take a moment to talk about uh, Victor Schornberg. I like this kid. He's, uh, he's from the 2021 draft class, the last draft class that he should not be named, which <laughs> may turn out to be his best ever draft class. A fourth rounder. I'm probably going to butcher this to uh, the Vakesho Lakers. I believe that's how you pronounce it. Vakesho, Va- it's Vashow. like Vashow. Uh, Henrik Lundqvist pronounced it on a TNT broadcast one time I was watching. I was you, like, ah, that's, that's, you go that's to the You go to these like how to pronounce it, and each site is slightly different. Sure. So, uh, but the Lakers over there, I can pronounce that. They're one of <laughs> Sweden's, you know, uh, 
top teams. They're they're a long tradition powerhouse mm-hmm. type team. Uh, this has been his first full season in the uh, Swedish Hockey League. He actually played for Sweden in the World Juniors last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, was really effective. He was, uh, he was, captain was he? He yes, I believe it was. Yeah. He was actually player of the game in one of the games as well. Uh, he's got five goals, thirteen points in his thirty-four games. Uh, he missed almost the entire month of December due to injury but since coming back he's been playing his best hockey in january uh has six points in his last seven games including a recent four game point streak oh yeah uh to do that at at 20 in in the shl is pretty um impressive yeah he's but he's he's one of these high motor high energy guys just constantly moving constantly skating uh really good defensively and I think the Blackhawks were looking for him to be like a fourth liner PK kind of guy. Like, guy. Think yep. younger version, slightly bigger of what Colin Blackwell does. That's what Victor Schornberg does. I can um, get on board with that. Yeah. So um, maybe next year, Rockford, maybe. Yeah, it's a possibility. Sounds, that, I mean, that, that sounds good. Um, it's a guy that's what, about 21 yeah. into the AHL, ease him in. So I think um, you know that would be a good uh, uh, another player to uh, to keep an eye on, yeah. and, and he's going to bring that that kind of like grittiness that you also need with the high skill. Uh, another yeah. good skater um, that was he's, drafted before Kyle Davis, and that Kyle Davis was like, hey, I like that guy. He's keeping him around. Yeah, what I like about the opportunity that a lot of these European um, prospects get is that when they get to the like when they're like 18, 19, 20, even 21, and you're playing at the top league of a, of a you know, if it's in Germany or Finland or Sweden, whatever, you're playing against men. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's not only like, it's, it's not only playing against some of the best like young players that are still overseas, but you're also playing against like, like guys that have been in it for like veterans of mm-hmm. hockey. Uh, so you, you talk about, um, you know, a guy like Schoenberg who's had portions of seasons as an 18 year old, 19 year old in the SHL now as a 20 year old playing full time in the pro league in Sweden, which is like one of the, I'd say one of the best four leagues in the world. You'd say up there, it's up there. It's Um, it's no slouch. uh, So yeah, I mean, it's that, that is impressive to, uh, uh, to be playing at, at that level at that point for this, for, for these guys. So um, yeah, it's definitely nothing to, to shake your, shake your nose at. Yep, and we're going to move on. Our my final two guys, both playing in the KHL in Russia. We'll start with Roman Kansteroff, who uh, was a second round pick this past summer. Kind of a guy that we were all like, okay, um, yeah, it was a little under the radar guy, but he was a yeah. guy that he got picked right about where he was supposed to. The, the scouts before the draft said late first, um, early second. A guy that. You know, if he played ten years ago, probably never would have got drafted. Uh, only five foot nine, a bit undersized, but has that skill that makes you, forget, you know, overlook the fact that he's he's undersized. Uh, he missed three weeks with a shoulder injury, but just recently came back, and since coming back, uh, has put up uh, a, a couple goals and a couple assists in six games. He's got six goals and thirteen points in forty-four games. But this is a kid. Uh, 18 years old playing in the KHL, arguably the second or third best league behind the NHL. Um, And when you're a kid in those leagues, your time on ice may suffer. And his has fluctuated. He's played as low as six minutes a game to all the way up to like six minutes a game or 16 minutes a game. I say he's around like 12 minutes a game on average. As an 18-year-old in the KHL? 
that's wonderful. Yeah, it is. Like, I mean, like, just look at look at Mahe Mitchkoff's right time, and he's getting he, loaned out, and he's yeah. a much better player. Yeah, he had to be sent to a different team to get playing time. Yeah, uh, he's got high uh, hockey IQ, very good passer, good playmaker. He, I get, like I can envision him, you know, setting up Connor Bedard, setting up you know, Nick Lardis, the, mm-hmm. the shooters on the team and, and picking up a ton of assists. He does need to work on his speed a little bit and getting stronger on the puck, but he's recently signed uh, a two year extension uh, with his KHL team. So he's going to be there for two seasons beyond here, mm-hmm. which is no big deal. Probably expected. Let him develop playing in a top professional league instead of playing in the AHL, which, yeah. you know, uh, so he'll be almost, he'll be 21 when he's ready to come over and we'll see if that's when he decides to sign with the Hawks or maybe he stays there for another year or two. Uh, we'll two years happens, down the road might be a good, good time to uh, try and come to Chicago. It might be because when you look, you've got a lot of these guys who sign two-year deals mm-hmm. for the Hawks won't be, you know, there'll be roster spots open. Yeah, uh, I think it's a good thing for him to develop playing in the KHL over the AHL uh, mm-hmm. and if especially if he exceeds there yeah and some and some players are are going to be better conditioned to playing in North America where the the rinks are smaller games a little bit faster things have to happen quicker some guys are going to be more are going to be more well conditioned to doing that when they've got out of their teenage years you know they've they've gotten a little older a little more mature can see the game a little quicker yeah for sure and the last guy we're going to talk about is Ilya Safanov uh, another member of the 2021 draft class, a sixth round pick. He may turn out to be a steal yeah. in that draft. He's playing for Akbar's Kazan in the KHL. Now, this was a guy that really like turned heads last year. He had a breakout season last year. Um, he had 19 goals, 37 points and, uh, in 64 games, and even served as team captain uh, when former NHLer. Um, Alex Radulov went down with injury. Uh, he's still an assistant this season. His numbers are down, at least offensively. He's only he's got 11 goals, 18 points in 56 games. KHL is almost done with their regular season already. Got to remember right. they start in August, yeah, they, and they, their playoffs are usually done by like end of March. So yeah, they're, like they're going to be in playoffs fast. soon. Yeah. So uh, his regular season's almost over. He's the biggest issue with him and why his numbers are down. His his Shooting percentage is about the same as it was last year. He's just shooting far less. Mm. I think last year he had about 130 shots on goal, and he's got under 80 right now. So he's going to be about 50, 40 to 50 shots fewer this season than last season. Uh, but, you know, he, his shooting's coming around. And he, I think in, in four out of his last six games, he's gotten at least three shots on goal. Good. So he's, he's heating up a bit. Um, he is... He's won over fifty-seven percent of his face-offs this season, and he's another big guy, six foot four, two hundred and seven pounds. Plays center. He's got one more year left on his KHL contract, so you're talking he might be ready to come over after next season when he's twenty-two, turning twenty-three. If you want to make a comp, this could be the guy that replaces. Think maybe getting Jason Dickinson, but five, six years younger. Hmm. Like That's, he could be the guy that comes that here and, be and becomes the next Jason Dickinson yeah. at 24 as opposed to 29. Right. So he's got the size, he's got some skill, plays well defensively, wins faceoffs, could be your ideal third line center for years to come. Yeah, I mean, if if he can come in, provide some size down the middle uh, with a little bit of scoring touch at, at a at a young age, young younger age, 
um, that's fantastic. And that's, uh, that's something the Blackhawks are missing in their prospect system is, is size and skill down the middle. He's got a good mixture of it. Uh, and you know that we know that he can break some bones. Yes. He's yes. the breaker of Kirby Doc's wrist. Yes, he back is. At the World Juniors. He is. So, um, yeah, I, I, I like Stefanov. I'm excited about his future. I really, really hope he comes over. Yeah, it would be great to see him here sooner rather than later. Uh, hopefully he doesn't become... Um, now I can't even remember his Max name. Max Shalunov. Yeah, Shalunov. How yeah. could you forget? Yes, sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, Scott Powers is a white whale. <laughs> yes, yeah. Hopefully that we don't have that situation, but uh, one more year at least in the KHL, and then maybe we'll see him here uh, in the NHL. It'd be great. Uh, I, I think he's going to be a, a, a pretty good depth player for the yep. Blackhawks for years to come. That would be nice. All right. Well, we were going to do a little all-star draft. We talk, could, we could do it in about two minutes. Yeah, all right. Sure, why not? <laughs> all right. NHL All-Star Draft is tonight. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to get this event back into uh, the All-Star Weekend. Hopefully, it, it sticks around. And uh, the last times that they've had it uh, was, you know, f- six, seven, eight years ago. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a good opportunity for these, uh, for these guys to show off a little little personality, have a little fun with each other. Um, we had Nick Foligno in studio a couple weeks ago talking about his experience with the, uh, I think it was the last NHL All-Star Draft back in 2015. Um, so there's a lot, of, a lot of opportunities for some fun to be had. Uh, so tonight it'll be interesting. The four teams are going to be drafted, but Greg and I are going to put together out of the current NHL All-Star list, our ideal All-Star teams for the three-on-three format. Three skaters, one defenseman. Greg, I will concede the first pick to you. Okay, then. I wonder who it's going to be. It's going to be Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid. Not Bedard. Not Bedard. Bedard, though, as uh, I saw in our preview screen here, um, is in Toronto for All-Star uh, Weekend. Yes. Uh, saw Late last night, saw a... Uh, Announcement from his uh, hockey equipment sponsor, Sherwood Hockey, that he is going to be at Maple Leaf Square in Toronto on Saturday doing a shooting demonstration. And, uh, so hopefully no slap shots. Giving you pointers on how to uh, make your meals in a blender. Yeah. <laughs> we'll also be doing some some uh, some soup demonstrations. Yes. Um, yeah, so, so Bedard's there. Uh, I don't know how much he'll actually do with the All- NHL All-Star Weekend specifically, but he is in Toronto. Um, we'll see if he gets any uh, availability. But Yeah. So your first pick is McDavid. I'm going to go with his counterpart as uh, fastest and best player in the league, Nathan McKinnon. There you go. That can't go wrong with Nathan McKinnon. Yeah. Man, this year's Hart Trophy is going to be insane. So many guys worthy of it, mm-hmm. more than usual. All right, so you got McKinnon. I got McDavid. Um, since the, you know, since the game is in Toronto, <laughs> I need to get the home fans on my side. Oh, this this is a begrudging pick. So I guess I'll <laughs> I guess I'll have to add Austin Matthews to counter McDavid. Okay, right, if, if you twist your arm, yeah. Um, you know, I, as, I I'm gonna go with teammates here. I'm gonna get Nathan McKinnon, and I'm gonna get. Kale McCarr. See, I that that I I almost did McCarr there too. Yeah, I am. Uh, I I am gonna go off of you know the the bump of our friends over at What Chaos. I am taking the captain and assistant captain of the piss team of Nathan McKinnon <laughs> and Kale McCarr. Go listen to yesterday's episode yes. if you want to get that reference. <laughs> um, 
All right. Well, I kind of want a defenseman because I want to at least give the idea that I'm going to play a little the bit of defense. The illusion of defense. Uh, so, yeah, give me Quinn Hughes. So I'll take McDavid, Matthews, and Quinn Hughes. Fantastic pick. All right. So I need a forward to go with Nathan McKinnon uh, and someone who's going to keep up with Kale McCarr as well. I think Leon Dreisaitl makes a great choice. But... I want some style on my team. I knew this. I knew this is where you were going. I am picking. I'm also going to get a hometown, uh, you know, uh, host host event player. Give me William Nylander. I knew that was coming. Hey, yes. I'd love to see Austin Matthews style. And, and William Nylander mix it up on an opposing team. That'd be fun. Yeah. yeah. All right. We need goalies. I'm going to take. Technically, we need goalies. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to take the guy who I think is the best goalie in the National Hockey League right now. Give me Connor Hellebuck. That's a great pick. I le- Connor Hellebuck is fantastic. I would take him on my team a thousand times out of a thousand. I'm going to go <clears throat> def- uh, in, in net. I'm going to go with looking at the guys that are available. I mean, <clears throat> Bobrovsky, is he the best talented guy that's there? Maybe. But I'm going to go with first time all star Jeremy Swayman. We were just calling him a fraud yesterday. Well, <laughs> I know, know I, I want to ma- I want to make it up to him. And I'll, right. I'll, I'll make it up there to him, and, and I'll I'll make amends with Pete. I'll take uh, Jeremy Swayman there. All right, that's yeah. so. It will be uh, in a three on three game that I would watch the living hell out of. Oh hell yeah! Uh, we've got Connor McDavid, Austin Matthews, Quinn Hughes, and Connor Hullabuck versus Nathan McKinnon, William Nylander, Kale McCarr, and Jeremy Swayman. Nice. I think those teams would do very well. I'm going to go home on NHL 94 and, and do a three-on-three <laughs> rush game with those lineups yeah. just to see who happens, Yeah, let's, who let's, wins. Let's, let's sim it up. That would be, yeah, be a we'll, lot we'll go, we'll go online and play each other in, okay. in that and see who wins. We'll let you know. All right. Sounds good. All right. That is going to wrap up this uh, chocked full of good stuff very, and some bad stuff. Very full. Uh, show here. Thanks for uh, to Greg Braggs for sticking around a little later and getting the production side done. And uh, thanks to uh, Mario here for putting together his list. Thank all of you for watching. I know you guys love the prospects. We're definitely going to try and do more of the prospect stuff. Don't forget, become a diehard, and you're Mm going to get access to all of our rebuild reports. Plus, you're going to get on the Discord. Uh, We're going to be doing some more live chats in there as well, voice chats, video chats. Might jump in tomorrow. There you go. Uh, tomorrow, speaking of tomorrow, I know we got to keep apologizing. We're on like our schedule is so screwy this week. 2 p.m. Tomorrow, tomorrow, a 2 p.m. show. Central time. Uh, we'll have the all-star teams uh, rosters done. So we'll talk about that. Uh, skills, talk competition. About skills competition. Yeah. Maybe share some all-star game memories. And who knows? Maybe some news will happen. Maybe another giant trade will happen. And, uh, That'd be fine. We have something to talk about. We'll be here trade at Trade someone else who's at the all-star week. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll be here at 2 p.m. tomorrow, CHGO Blackhawks podcast, which once again is presented by ComEd. It's getting easier for your business to switch to electric vehicles. Learn more at ComEd.com slash clean, and we'll see you tomorrow at 2. Y'all silly like the mayor. 